It's that time again, right? Kick out the old welcome the new. Make your New Year's resolutions now. Go! again there friends in podcast land and welcome to episode 139 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. And Happy New Year everybody! I'm your host Michael McCall and for this first podcast of 2016 we thought we would just bring you something light-hearted, a little bit of fun, a little bit chaotic, a lot of editing required. It's our special 30 Seconds to Mars game show. I'm joined by my usual co-host Steve Pander, and taking part in this New Year's episode is AFTN writer Jay Duke and Curva Collective Zachary Meisenheimer and Stephen Lamotte. We recorded this episode before Christmas, so some of the new signings like Kudo and the re-signing of Christian Teixeira is not mentioned in it. And there'll be some other things mentioned for players that have maybe moved elsewhere. But without further ado, it's time to play, for the first time in 2016... 30 seconds to Mars! And as you heard, we're joined by Slamo, Jay Duke and Zachary Meisenheimer to play this special 30 Seconds to Mars. And there's going to be two prizes up for grabs for the winner. We're going to give the famous Mars bar, but as a special prize, the winner is also going to get a 1974 copy of the Scorcher Annual. So we're going to have nine questions for everyone. You're going to have 30 seconds each to answer them. You'll get dings for the what we feel is the, the best answers that you're giving. We'll hopefully count the scores up correctly this time. <laughs> and we'll take turn around and going first. Everyone will get to start first three times. Everyone will get to go last three times. And it doesn't matter if someone said something before. It's okay to repeat. So let's play 30 Seconds to Mars. So we're going to kick things off with Zach for question number one. So Zach, obviously quite a few additions 
last year. Robo won quite a few people over. Who, in your opinion, is was the best addition? And your 30 seconds starts now. I'm going to go with uh, Tim Parker. And the reason we're saying Tim Parker is because it showed that uh, we did great uh, scouting. And uh, it showed that we can use the draft in an appropriate or meaningful way. Uh, it was great to uh, see him uh, progress throughout the year. He didn't walk into the first team, but he moved forward uh, and progressed throughout the year. He did well in USL, uh, showed that uh, he, he proved himself in USL uh, and progressed into the first team. He uh, then also filled in... What is that? 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Oh. 30 seconds. We, we, can we have a visual on that? No. No. Oh, what's the point of that? Oh. <laughs> I think it's in my most important points. Well, you, oh. have, you, have, six, you have six points scored, right. so you're in the lead. So, Slamo, same question. Your best addition for this club this year. Do I get a count in? Or? Yeah, starting now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Christian Teixeira because... Uh, he brought a different dynamic to the team. He's kind of a mirror image for Kakuda to come in and look at. He brings a toughness despite his size, probably our best player in the box, which is a bit shocking. I think Parker was a surprise and a great addition, but Tichera brought a, an element that we didn't have necessarily, whereas Parker kind of filled, filled out uh, the role that we had. So I'm going to just say Christian Tichera. Is that still looking at registration? And six points. Jeez, I could have added, man. I was like, I had the time in my head. I had two more seconds. I should have spit something out. Yeah, see, I went too slow. And you went yeah. Too yeah, but six points for you as well. So we're, we're tied. So, Jay, it's a chance for you to, to jump into the lead here. And your 30 seconds starts now. I've got to say Tim Parker. Uh, the reason being is that uh, both Teixeira and Parker had fantastic years. But Teixeira, we're still not even sure if he's going to be back this year. Whereas Parker is ours, he's a young guy, He's he looks like a player who can play beside Kendall Waston for a long time to come. He is the perfect partner because it's that calm, cool, collected type of, of center back. He's shown he can can help out in attacks, he can, he can score goals. He's so calm for his age and he's been able to step right in when he had a whole bunch of other competition around him and take over that spot. Eight points from Jaden. Was that last one late? What was that all about? Okay. It was mid, okay. mid sentence. You get mid, you get mid sentence. <laughs> it, it, it's the, it's the, the, the biggest one we missed on my list was he scored against Seattle. Yeah, oh, nice. if you said yeah, that, you would have got three. A double, but oh, just a double. Yeah, oh, that's a triple. One. <laughs> Eight points for Jay. So Jay is in the lead. Okay, so we're now going to move on to question. Question two. number two. Slavo starts off this round. Slamo, your most disappointing addition for this season. We've given you a couple suggestions. Flores, Rodriguez, Earnshaw, or is there another person that turned? Your 30 seconds starts now. Well, I have to go with Rodriguez because uh, I remember in early in training watching him and thinking, he, first off, he made me forget Johnny Leveron, which you know wasn't easy to do. And he looked like he had so much skill. And even at the first uh, minutes he got in MLS, he looked pretty solid. Then it went so far downhill from there. He messed up, got injured, started making errors, went to USL Pro, couldn't even stand out there, and ended up, I guess, probably being one of the biggest flops that uh, we've had for uh, foreign signing. So taking an international spot and just not fitting in and not being able to 
old outseed call, which is what I was really hoping he'd do. <laughs> well, you, you've scored eight points there, Slamo, and you would have scored another point, except... Oh. Did I say franchise? No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you would have got another point there, Slamo, if you hadn't said that he was the worst international signing for getting that point. I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, family right. friend. <laughs> uh, so you're now up to 14 points. <laughs> So, Jay, you man, need oh, to score seven to retake your lead. So, Jay, same question. Most disappointing addition this season by Rubble. Starting right now. I'm going to go off board and say uh, Rivero. Uh, and this is because where is the one spot that we needed the most help this year? It was scoring goals. And we didn't get that. And we had to play him because we had the lack of everything else. I agree that Rodriguez was a huge disappointment because I also saw him taking over for Ka. But we actually Kaw played well, and Parker played even better than we expected. So the most disappointing that we need out of a DP player is to be that X factor, and Rivera wasn't it. And you've moved to thirteen points there, G, because you were just waffling about players that were good. <laughs> <laughs> plus, plus, you take Rivera out of the team. Where does that leave us? That's what he said. That was his whole point. What was that? His no, my, no, my my point was that if. If we had we needed a, more, so I guess my thirty seconds was not very well used. We needed more out of him. Yeah. Should we actually t- have been a decent team? Why are you giving him? But he I did mean, say that I, it, I, I, they, I, I, there was nobody that yeah. he had to stay in because there was so nobody Zach, that could do it. Now that you've taken time and thought about this, uh, your most disappointing player this year. Starting uh, now. It has to be Diego Rodriguez. One because we thought, yeah, he's going to be our number two center back, and he ended up number five or six. Uh, he showed great promise. He ended up number six. Sorry. He was great in preseason, suffered an injury, uh, so then he was out of the team. Then he did something that really in Colin that we all would like to do in one way or another, or maybe a punch, it would be better, but uh, helped us get that road win, uh, dropped the USL, was poor in USL with some poor players around him, and he basically lost his morale, and that was the end of it. Uh, and he took him into the natural spot. Yeah, I think you should get minus points for not knowing how many center backs we had on our roster. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, are, are you actually saying, though, that Christian Teixeira was a better center back than Diego Rodriguez? Sure. I think he's better in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and on the ground. He looks so, like, like such a... I feel so, ba- I feel so bad. Like, Diego, I was so excited. I know, yeah. you, I know you hate... Yeah. criticizing players and well well going to that that's the next question yeah <laughs> let's start but with d- that just before we get to <coughs> yeah, that, sure. just a quick thing about Rodriguez I, I was at training when he had just come back from injury and he'd fought back and then he broke down in training and then he literally broke down he was in floods yeah. of tears as he got carted away and it oh. was horrible no See, even after so after he was even suspended um, you can just tell the demeanor and everything. Yeah, like yeah, he was yeah. upset even after that. Like yeah. he he was disappointed that he made such a stupid thing. I guess he thought he'd get away with it yeah. because it was away from the ball. But he grabbed balls. It looked not too far. Well, I, I think when he was playing as well, they probably don't have all those cameras. Well, that's what he said, said right? That's why it yeah. almost made me like him more. They yeah. asked him, "What did you learn about uh, MLS or something?" He said, "There's cameras everywhere." <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That was like a quote of the year. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and it's seriously, like, how many players in the league wouldn't want to punch? Aurelian Colin yeah. 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 I, I still would have signed him ahead of car but anyway let's move on to question number three and the, oh by the way Zach you moved up to 14 there so you're in a tie with Slamo Jay just uh, coming from behind now with 13 
So G with Will Johnson. Chance, <laughs> chance two. Okay, <laughs> Definitely needs a big willy to come from behind. <laughs> so G, chance to make up some points here. Of the players who were on the 2014 squad, which player do you feel failed to take that next step? There are quite a few options. Who who do you think? Whether it was injury, whether it was playing time, whether whatever it was, who failed? Really? Your 30 seconds starts now. The easy answer would be Maddox because he he's he's failed to really uh, take the opportunities when there have been so many around him. But the guy that I'm most disappointed with is Russell Tybert because he's a player who ha- has been, been on the, in our team for so long and has failed to ever... Uh, <laughs> he's failed to be given all these opportunities playing beside Lava. He, he's had the, the opportunities as an attacker and has never been able to actually take those abilities from his defensive role, which is what we so much need. And just for good measure... I was, I was going to do this for good measure. <laughs> yes, yes. That's like 17 dings, yeah. I think. That's um, I thought I hit the buzzer twice just in case you didn't hear it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Genius. I'm not being biased here, but... <laughs> You're G- totally biased. Jay has moved up to 120... No, he's moved up to 22 points. That's good. That's nine. Nine. Highest, highest so far in a round. So that's a lesson for you all. Uh, if you criticise a Canadian player, you're going to get more points here. Okay, so Zach. And Maddox at the same time. Oh, well, yeah, it's a, it's a double whammy. I know, right? If you'd thrown Gershon, you'd have broke this. <laughs> <laughs> so Zach, same question to you. I know this is difficult for you, but which player just you just failed, whether it's injuries, whatever, failed to take that next step? Starts now. I, I'm going to say the, the player that failed to take next step in our club is uh, was Caleb Clark. Uh, and I'm going to say Caleb Clark because uh, he's a residency product. Uh, a residency product who went away, had a European experience that was very positive, came back uh, and wasn't able to push into the first team. Uh, he was a player who, in a position where we needed help, and obviously the coaching staff felt that he couldn't provide it. Um, uh, he scored a number of goals, but he didn't dominate in USL the way we thought he might. And that takes you up to 20. Not enough anti-Canadian? No, yeah, you, were, you were slow. <coughs> you just going out. And he's Canadian. Bing! Uh, I'm only Slamos, wrapping up this round, the question to you. Starting now. Yeah, I'm going to say Tybert because Michael dings for Tybert. But then I'm going to say Morales because... Uh, <laughs> Because he was such, everybody said, wait till next year. He's played 18 months in a row. He needs a bit of rest. He's going to be such a superstar. And to me, he took a step backwards. He didn't look as good as he did last year. And he's pretty much Canadian because he's been here. (laughs) 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 Oh, but I mean, honestly, he didn't take that step up and bring us. I mean, he could have, I I thought he would team up better with Rivero. And there wasn't that magic chemistry at all that we really saw. He made some nice cross passes to Mane, but really he didn't show as much as I was hoping. 41 points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got a premature horn going here. <laughs> Just going off there because I totally yeah. agree with that. I think that's a big thing, Morales. Uh, yep. Big disappointment, uh, especially considering where he was last year. Yeah. And can I say, I, I love Caleb Clark. I love him. And I, I, He's a superstar. That's I a want to say one. that I, I <laughs> could watch Pedro Spray's balls all day long. With Will Johnson. With, yeah. Oh, imagine they're spraying the, the balls together. Uh, yeah. 
That yeah. would just be if like you, less and if you could even bring Terry Dunfield back Johnson. in the midfield. Yeah, Terry Dunfield back. If you and had then, Big Willie and Big Willie, I guess, and is both of their nicknames. And if you had Alex Morgan up front, ball sprayed everywhere. <laughs> At least in the AFTN household. <laughs> but that that's who you edited out, right? No, 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 no. no that's prison New Year's. Yes, this is the new. The, oh, new it's a, it's a new year. It's a new day, like the wrestling. Got unicorn horns. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, if you've not caught up with WWE recently, New the Day, what? WWE, New Day, they ha- they come out and they say that the unicorns and they do this with their fingers for having unicorn horns. Then they brought out a hoodie that's got a unicorn horn on it, and then Monday on Raw they came out with actual glowing unicorn horns. <laughs> Super. You you watch darts and <laughs> WWE. <laughs> Yeah, I've wow. only gotten back into WWE because of the Wyatt family, who you could be a part of. Like, oh, Zach, they, they, they are very impressive. Yeah, the you and Aaron Campbell could be in the Wyatt family. Yeah, no thank you. They're great. Like I don't even know what that is, but I'm saying nothing. Follow the buzzards. Anyway, let's this move is, on. This is riveting podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is not going to stay in the well, podcast. Like, oh, it's a new, anything goes for the New Year's Day special. Mm-hmm. We're going to ring in the bells. Okay. And just to point out, uh, Slambo's now in the lead with 23 points. So, next question, Zach, we'll start out. Just for saying Pedro was practically Canadian. (laughs) So, we got uh, now Zach starting out this round. Zach, the most promising youth player that you feel will, well, maybe not take a huge step next year, but still is progressing at a good pace. Starting now. If you, if you mention anyone in the under 14s, you're going to get bonus points. <laughs> Starting your 30 seconds starts now. And you could probably make up a name. So I don't know who can you Okay. Your 30 seconds starts now. I'm going to have to say Marco Bustos. Uh, again, a good Manitoba boy from Canada who uh, yeah, made his way through the residency, has a first team contract. Uh, got uh, into a little bit, a few minutes this year, but most importantly, he uh, really developed in the USL this year. When he was healthy and playing those matches, it was a joy to see him uh, it, making his imprint on the game and dominating uh, in some matches and scoring some incredible goals. Uh, where I joke with him sometimes, like, okay, you're going on in today's game, I want to see you chip. We want to see you score a chip goal. And he scored against Seattle, to a brace. <laughs> <coughs> Nine points for you there, Zach. That's the joint high so far in the round. Um, and talking about a Canadian player and scoring nine points, I feel that's pretty good. So you're now in the lead with 29. Slamo, you're 30 seconds for this question. Most promising youth player. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Starts now. Okay, I'm going to go with Bustos too because uh, just because I thought he uh, changed the pace of the game in USL Pro and I don't think a lot of Canadians have ever done that. So he, he's, like Zach said, stamping in his imprint on it. I thought he was able to control the middle of the field against bigger, stronger players. I think he did well when he went outside with the ball. He was always on attack. He defended well. So he, I think he shows he shows a lot of the skill that Manny's shows and defends as well, which I, I think Manny did better later on, but Bustos did throughout the season. And I think just the importance of stamping his impact on the game, I thought that was the biggest thing for him. 
Um, I had a little bit of buzzer problems there because the thing above that beep says silence and I keep hitting that. So if you don't hear dings, that's why. But anyway, you scored nine in that round to maintain your lead just now on 32. So you've all scored nine now. <coughs> nine, nine, nine. Schnell. <laughs> it's like bedtime in the Meisenheimer household. So Jay rounding up this round, uh, most promising youth players, 30 seconds starts now. I, I agree, it's got to be Bustos, and the, I, I know it's not exciting, but the, the reason is is that so often in Canada especially, we have troubles finding those types of creative players. He's so unique as a guy who can create, who can hold the ball, and he gets attacks, he gets into the box, he can score goals, he can set up. Uh, uh, even the question has always been about physicality. Is he going to be able to play in the in a bigger league? He showed he can do that in USL. He showed he can do that in against Seattle uh, in the Champions League game as well, where he was the best player. And eight points for Jay there, taking him up to thirty. Yeah, it's boring when we all agree, but it's a hard to disagree. Yeah. He would have been a good answer too, but I think, you know, we all hit on that. Marco just being the Canadian and having that sort of style to his game and flair, we don't see that for yeah. Canadians, I, I, right? One player that you guys have mentioned, Kukuda, obviously he was like one of their top players this year, especially down the road. And that 20 minutes he played to start off the second leg, he was dominating yeah, that one. Yeah. And I think he has improved a little bit in, in passing the ball into the box. He's not always looking to score. But despite his age, who here thinks of him as a youth player? No, yeah, not a no, youth know, player, but, but yeah. he is a young player at this yeah. point still. 20 now? 20 or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. The, I, I just thought that he, he deserved a little bit of uh, thing there. Well, you guys are ready to throw away players when they're 21 and 23, like Gershon. Who? Yeah. <laughs> just, you guys. Yeah, it's just yeah. one guy over here. Gersh is officially that age, but... <laughs> And I, so at the end of round four, the scores are in third place is Zach with 29 points. Just ahead of him in second is Jay with 30. And storming in out in the lead looking for this scorcher annual is Slamo with 32 points. The fix is in. Don't you win every, every time? Uh, you could call it a fix or you could call it tapping. Talent, yeah. Never had that. So no, I finished third one. So play. let's move on to question number five. So guys, obviously the Portland. We've talked a lot about that loss against Portland in the second round. Other than that game, oh well. Other well, than other that, than that <laughs> game, <so you laughs> throw a wrench in there. <laughs> other than that game, because that obviously that was a game where it was a butthurt game. So other than that game, which loss really like? Hurt like one of those home games early in the season, one of those down games down the stretch that really you thought they should have won. Which game like hurt your most? Slamble, you're going to be starting off with this one. Okay, so now you're taking away my Portland, so I'm going to go with the uh, Montreal away where we played the uh, mixed bag roster, and because uh, mm -hmm. that was a game that I thought we had our opportunity to set a tone for the season, and throwing that lineup out and just looking so terrible. The points were there for the taking. It was on the road. We had good road record, good road form at that point. And it's kind of changed, I think, after that. I don't know what our road points were, but it seems like we weren't the road team we were before that. So, And it's the impact. You know, it's to me, the impact are still in that level with Portland, where Seattle is like a little bit off because of our USL days. So. 
Honestly, I hate Montreal more than I hate Seattle. Yeah, that that's, that's, which I do as well. Yeah. That's the two two one loss, right? Yeah, yeah. The, I remember that game. I sort of we talked about. I still remember that game. We I think we brought on Pedro to replace Gersh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And so we were playing with one. He scored the free kick goal. Was yeah. it? He scored yeah. the free kick goal, and then we went for it, and they scored their equalizer where we only had the one holding midfielder, and Maddie got sucked over to the side of the field. And there was this giant hole, and they just yeah. won the ball, played into that hole, and scored the goal. It was like, it was painful. It was emotionally hurtful. Yes. Yeah. You always got to play the hole. And there is a bonus, the there's bonus See, points. If we had Johnson, we wouldn't have that hole. He True. would fill that hole. Big Willie would fill that hole. And Pedro would be spraying the balls, Willie would be filling the hole. <laughs> so, Jay, the hurt that. The, the hurt. <laughs> <laughs> The Jay. hole that hurt the most? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Jay, the loss that hurt the most for you this season. 30 seconds starts now. Uh, the, uh, the opening one of the season was tough because of how it ended, but the performance was so good that I'm not picking that one. What I'm picking is the 2-0 loss at home to, uh, to the Sounders in May. When uh, Barrett scored right at the beginning of the game, the Whitecaps had been hot. They were playing for, I believe, tops in the league. I think that was a Supporters' Shield leading game if we had won at the time. And we came out, not only did we concede right away, and I know this is probably partially because we did, but the Whitecaps looked so flat the entire game. Yeah. I think I think that was a game where they had no Dempsey, they had no yeah, Martins up top. Yeah, Barrett. Barrett. We lost to Barrett. Yeah. Barrett played and just absolutely hammered us, and yeah. we looked like we weren't even interested in playing. No Alonzo. They had, they had none of their stars, eh? Yeah. That was seven a points to Jay. There was a lot of people yeah. missing. Seven points to Jay there. Slam actually scored eight the last round, which we forgot to mention, or I did. Zach. Your question, your answer to that question, your 30 seconds starts. It has to be a 3 0 Seattle home in the Cascadia Cup finale. Uh, we came out uh, flat, from what I remember, and uh, did not have a great first half, including, bing, bing. including, including Ivanchitz scoring the, the match winning opening goal. Obafem Martins and Clint Dempsey both got two points. Um, and we had, it looked like we were devoid of ideas uh, and uh, had nothing that game. It was, it was embarrassing and frustrating. And on top of that, we had to hand the Cascadia Cup to the Emerald City supporters that day, which was the most painful part. That was painful, but the thing that made it less hurtful was that it was almost expected at that point, I think. You know, like, I didn't Sorry, really... Sorry, what? Three nils, not 3-0 necessarily, but I don't remember having a whole bunch of confidence walking in there thinking, we're going to take them, you know? Yeah. It just kind of seemed like we were we were destined to lose that. So, uh, eight points for Zach there. My buzzer wasn't working for part of that. But you got eight points. You're up to 37, tied with Jay now for second. Slamo in the lead with 40. So now, question six. And I believe... Jay starts off this round. Yeah, it's question six. Yes, and Jay... No. Yeah, Jay, question six. What are some of the positive moments or memories you have? It could be on the pitch. It could be off the pitch. Like, what, you know, tickled your fancy this year? 30 seconds starts now. Uh, I love to see the, the the development of the club when it came to a lot of the younger players coming in, the development of guys like Parker coming out of nowhere, the fact that we were so good defensively again. But it all culminated when the Whitecaps were able to win the Voyagers Cup. Uh, and they won it in such exciting fashion. I know, it was, you know uh, how everything played out. 
um, it, it's been such a, a big uh, hole for the Whitecaps that they haven't been able to fill. And finally, they were able to do it and get the monkey off their back. You could see them going on and winning that competition again years to follow because of what they did this year. He gets a ding for hold to fill. Yeah. Hold to fill. Hold to fill and monkeys off back. Yeah, monkey. Ten, is that ten? That's ten. That's just two of my favorite phrases thrown in there. Oh my goodness. Oh, 47 points. I'm learning how to, to play to the crowd. That's yeah. what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. You gotta do, you don't have to be smart. You just have to be- You gotta know your audience, man. Yeah. Yeah. Know your audience. Zach. Okay. Uh, well, he took your thirty mine, seconds so like, wait, starts uh, now. Uh, okay. okay. Start it again. Okay. okay. <laughs> is that not? Your thirty seconds. I don't want to take your answer. I've heard a ding in ten. Can we start over? <laughs> I don't want to take your answer, but I'm gonna guess it was seeing Abby Wombach lift the women's world cup in July. Am I right? Did I get a ding for you? No. Okay. Then. Your thirty seconds starts now. Without a doubt, it's winning the Voyager's Cup. Uh, the many years of wait, uh, the overall, um, uh, how we won it this year, uh, beating Edmonton, the snow game, uh, Paulo Tornagi leaving the Humba in Edmonton, uh, and then going to Montreal and putting in a good performance where we were up 2-0, and then even though we let in two goals, still coming back and, and winning at home. Uh, and uh, uh, Tim Parker scoring, Octavio Rivera getting an awkward winner. Um, but uh, then having like yeah, Gersh and the guys bring the cup and celebrating with them is the best thing. Ten points for you as well without playing to the crowd. Just mm. think what you could have got if you played to the crowd. Slavo, yeah. you're gonna finish off this round. Positive moments or memories on or off the pitch. Okay, so I'm gonna actually go to. That's it. Can I start over? No points. He's way behind. <laughs> I'll start that over again. Okay. Slamo, so to uh, round out this round, round out this round. <laughs> Slamo, to end this round, your positive memories of the season. Okay, I'm gonna go the uh, last game of the season, and not the game, but before the game. The two hours leading up to the game, the march was awesome. There were flares and smoke. Uh, Marius ringing, getting people to come early, the gates opening early, actually having 15, 16,000 people there half an hour before a game instead of 10 minutes after. That was awesome. The whole experience. I think it was the only time this season where I thought this is awesome. And I looked around and Abby Wambach wasn't there. And I thought this is even more <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but to me, that was the most positive moment because it gave me hope for the future, the supporter culture in the city. Oh, I think you lost your ding there. Ah, there's a bit too many dings going on. Um, that was eight points, taking you to 48. 48? Yep, one point lead for you now. So, after round six, two-thirds of the way through, of what I did tell these guys was going to be a 10 or 15-minute podcast, tied for second, Zach and Jay on 47, and one point in the lead is Slamo. It's anyone's to take. So, next question. Zach will be starting out this round. Zach, your biggest disappointment of the season overall. Start 30 seconds starting now. I think aside from obviously not winning the Supporter Shield and the Cascadia Cup and the MLS Cup, um, my biggest disappointment was uh, whatever you want to call it, don't buy that scarf, Scarfgate, uh, from earlier in this year because it was uh, it brought to light a lot of the brokenness in the relationship between our front office and the supporters. 
uh, brokenness that's not always there. And there's a lot of good things happening behind the scenes and a lot of good people doing a lot of hard work. But it was a time where, again, publicly, the those entrusted to be stewards of our club misunderstood what supporter culture is and, and how to deal with supporters. And just to clear up for anyone that's listening that's not sure, the scarf you're talking about, it was the, the gay pride scarf? It was, <laughs> it was the Kings of Cascade. Oh, yeah, Cascade okay, right. Scarf. I wasn't sure if No, was. like, so not for points, but um, it was... No, because you're 30 seconds Yeah, I'm 30 seconds up. But, it, you know, it, it was really frustrating when you have all these things going on and some of, the, some of those things are misrepresented publicly. Uh, and then it, it wasn't the best for... It wasn't the best for our diverse supporter community either. There was a lot of um, frustration and misunderstanding and there was some uniting and then there was some dividing that came through it. And so uh, it was Among, not... Amongst the supporters? Amongst the supporters, yes. And, and, and yeah. Created uh, a lot of holes for the supporters. Oh, you guys. Uh, no, it, um, I mean, there's there's a lot of good things in our relationship with the front office, but uh, there's, uh, there's obviously, or uh, there's obviously a lot of there's always room to improve, and so you never know. You never know what's going to happen next year. Maybe next year will be even better. A better scarf. A better scarf. Slavo, question for you. What is it again? Th- I can't remember. Oh, you kind of go to seven points. <laughs> <laughs> biggest disappointment. Biggest disappointment. Okay. Biggest yeah, right. of the whole season. It doesn't have to be a certain <coughs> game. It doesn't have to be okay. anything like that. 30 seconds starting now. Okay, I'm going to say the lack of goals. Robo said his goal was to set, well, I don't remember how many, 25 more goals. And I think, what did we get, two or three more goals in the previous year? Not many. So I thought they, you know, I was expecting more of a, an exciting season and that kind of, can we start over? I haven't got a <laughs> no, single day. <laughs> I was expecting more of an exciting season from the preseason that uh, Robo was talking about, you know, and, uh, Rivero started off well we got all those goals at the start and then it just dried up and there was no plan to kind of uh, create those goals as the season went on there you know Teixeira seemed to be maybe another step in that direction but then it dried up again we all know how it ended why do you keep losing your dings it's because I'm, I'm seeing what else is here and then I scroll down I, know, the I was, right was going to start yelling Abby Wambach <laughs> I think you scored seven um, we'll just say he scored seven because it keeps it tight. Um, so that, that keeps you in the lead at 55. <laughs> I like it tight. So Jay's going to finish up this round. Biggest disappointment for you overall this season? Uh, mine's almost going to be an addendum to that. I, I agree that it was the goals, but it was it was also the goals uh, towards the end of the year when we got into the playoff game that we worked so hard for that big home playoff game. And even before that, the away game in Portland, and you go into it and you play such such a negative uh, approach to the game. Uh, the problem was throughout the entire year, Robinson had had failed to, to create different ways for the for the club to be creative, and and he stuck to the same tactical approach. And I'm not one to get stuck on the numbers, but in the end, we still had this two this the two defensive midfielders set up and failed to ever generate anything different. Yeah. Eight points for Jay, taking him into joint lead at 55. Woo, woo, woo. So a bit of work for you to do here, Zach. I know you're desperate for this Mars bar. So uh, Jay's going to... No, Slamo's going to start off with this question. The penultimate (coughs) question. Yes. Holy moly. Slamo, which current player on this roster do you feel will take a big step next year? Any age. Any age, any any place on the team. Okay. 30 seconds starting now. 
Well, I'm going to go with the uh, Rivero, I think, on this one, because I think it takes a bit of time to adjust. I think he created a lot of scoring chances that were just pathetic finish, but I think he's going to finish a few more of those. And you think even if he finishes five more of those, that's 15 goals, I think he's going to have a bit more uh, uh, chemistry with the players around him, and we're going to see a totally different player, and we'll forget that he was a wasted DP spot this year, and everybody will be uh, rejoicing and saying, thank God he's not Abby Wambach. <laughs> You're taking it a little too far, Slamo. <laughs> I didn't think I needed the five that bad. <laughs> 64. Oh, you yeah, and this, this is going to take a little bit of editing. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, <laughs> I'm going to work out what we're talking about. Oh, man. Okay. Or so, Jay, you're, you're, you're second on this. Which current player do you think will feel will take a big step next year? Any age, starting now. I agree. It's uh, Octavio Rivero. Uh, reason being is he he showed a lot of uh, talent that that uh, w- does translate well into MLS. He almost reminds me a little bit of Fernandez last year in that he he was good at times and wasn't great at times. But you could see that there's enough there that he can excel at this level. Uh, I think even more so for Rivero. And I think that they're gonna they're obviously gonna keep him. And I think they're going to try and play to his strengths a little bit more and give him some more support up front because he's obviously not the type of guy who can just turn on a defender and create his own chance. But with with a better setup around him, he'll be able to do that. And ten points for Jay, taking him into the lead with sixty-five. Again, there's bonus points if you say the, the right player, Zach. Zach, you're up 30 seconds starting now. I'm going to agree. It's Octavio Rivero. Yeah. Um, because uh, he, there is room for improvement. He had a great year. Uh, his hold-up play is key. We, I think we're going to see more of a second striker option with him next year. And the chemistry is going to be better with him and Morales and others in the attack. Um, he's going to score more goals. He's going to set up more goals. People are going to score on the, the setups that uh, he, he provides for them. Um, the players are better their second year in MLS, uh, and I think, uh, and he's Uruguayan. I don't know why I dug that. They're not getting a point for that. That was just like automatic. Like, I can't give you a point for saying he's Uruguayan. You do with the Canadian. He's not. Oh, he's Canadian. Well, you, not, you said he's not Canadian. Oh, that, that, he's Uruguayan it means he's not Canadian. I don't like Uruguay. After the 1986 World Cup, when they put out Scotland and kicked us off the park, I can't give you a point for you. Oh. But nine, nine points, you're doing okay. So the bonus answer in that round would have been if you had said Christian Teixeira. Oh. Because really? at his, at his yeah. height, <laughs> every fun. stair is a big step yeah. for him. <laughs> oh, oh, really. oh, how long have you been waiting there? Bring uh, that joke out. Yeah. I think we'll get exactly what we got from Teixeira only for 10 more games. And then what? He goes to Europe? Like Mane? And no, no, I mean 10 more games oh. in the season. Because he only played, how many games did he play? 20? Yeah, 20 something like that. Something. Yeah. I, 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 I Which would be fantastic. 31. That, yeah, that would mean that would be a yeah. fantastic attacking Absolutely. midfielder wide player. I do have concerns about Rivero in that at his last three clubs, he started off like a house on fire. Hmm. And then four clubs include us now. And then it all drops off Peter uh, yeah, but, and it's like but his last club he was there for one season but he's, he's still and he only scored it. 10 and 16 
You just think uh, it's hair. hard to say because you know you could have said the same for Jarzu, right? But you just think <laughs> if he finishes one of those and then the you know the cock feathers go up. Whoa! <laughs> so should should we bring Jarzu back for his yeah, second season? Well, Jarzu, I heard that he Absolutely. was as soon as he like got he off the plane, got off the plane, he wanted to go back home. Yeah. 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 Did did he get off at Abbotsford Airport by mistake? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, final question. Yep. You want to give us an update <laughs> yep. on, the, on the standings? In third place, going into this last round, but you have the advantage of going last. Oh, no, you don't. Second you have the advantage last, of going yeah. second last. That's not an advantage. You've got no advantage, Zach. You're on <laughs> You're 63 screwed. points. In second place, with the advantage of going last on 64 points, is Slamo. And in the lead, with 65 points... Top dog. J-Duke. It's okay, I've screwed it up every time so far. <laughs> Screw it up again. I've just thought of something fun we could could have done, but it's a bit late unless we want to re-record this, but it's the only thing we want to do. Next time we do this, I'm going to give you all a joker. So for one of the questions, you can play your joker and get double points. Oh, that is nice. That's nice. That would have been perfect yeah. for us. Give me my okay. joker. Except you need to do it after. You can all do it in this round now. Okay, so Jay, final question. For you. You're going to start off this round. Through trade, through draft, through the many drafts there are, which ML, current MLS player would you want on the Caps next year? Has to be realistic. Could be an impact player. Impact player, be. doesn't have to be. Could be a good looking guy. You want a guy from Montreal here? Your 30 seconds starts now. I'm, I know you're, you're wanting me to say Justin Mapp, but I'm not going I'm not, <laughs> I'm not to say Justin Mapp. I'm going to say uh, Will Bruin. Reason I'm going to say Will Bruin is he's actually available right now. He's exactly what we need. He is the player who is an MLS veteran who can put the ball in the net. He's a physical player. And he's not going to be your everyday starter. So he might not be the guy who has the biggest impact on the team. He'll come at a reasonable price. We know what we're going to get. And the real true impact players are where we want to go abroad and try and hit a home run with. And, okay, so that's... Quite a few answers, things I heard there during that one. Yeah, again, I got a little bit. I think that was the right answer. Things, but yeah, it seemed like uh, ten points for Jay there. Obviously, he listened to our podcasts and, and knows. I, Justin Mapp was an interesting one because I thought you were going to say Myra Rosales, but oh no, I thought I thought you wanted me to say Justin Mapp. Well. No, but I, yeah, I just gave them an idea now. Just, <laughs> Justin Mapp was someone that I meant to talk about when we did our podcast talking about players that were available when yeah. I I forgot. But he's too. If you bring it to Chera and you have Kakuta, it's kind of like well, you bring him off the bench. You'll wait for your thirty seconds. Yeah. Don't. Uh, I don't have a good. I'm well, awesome. well, Bruin of course has signed a new contract with Houston, but that doesn't mean doesn't mean he's gonna be there. Yeah. yeah. That just means that he's gonna. I, I thought you were gonna say must just map because he has some almost similar hairstyle. You, I don't think that would get you a ding. I think I'm more like Darmatix is here. <laughs> so I don't, I, have, I don't. I seriously, I do okay. not have a good answer. Well, we'll let's have a silence oh, for thirty well, seconds. Kind of screwed in no, I don't. I don't. I, this is so fun. Zach. No, it's not. Oh, it's from Mars. <laughs> it's from Mars and for fun. You need twelve to tie J and go to the bonus question. So MLS player you'd want on the Caps next year, um, uh, Zach. Starting. Wait, okay. Thir- your thirty seconds starts now. This might be a little bit un- unrealistic, but uh, if we could turn back time, I wouldn't mind having Darlington Nagby as a part of the Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, he's an attacking player with pace, with technical ability, can play uh, kind of across attacking midfield, left, right, center. Uh, he would bring something different that we don't have. Uh, he would provide. He would either take a starting role or would provide a depth to our squad that we don't have. He's a USN, U.S. men's national team player. Uh, he's young. He's on a decent wage. Uh, he has played for a rival, but it's Portland, so it's not Seattle. 
Wait, you see you, again you the like, whole Portland? You like, like the fact yeah. he's a U.S. men's national? You're supporting the U.S. men's yeah. team? I'm just saying. The, these are things not for me. These are things that at least he's not wearing a track. I knew US. he would ding. I knew he would ding for it. Well, okay. no, it's domestic. I thought you were meaning that he wouldn't take up an international oh, roster spot. Anyway, okay. you've got 11 points there, which takes you to 74. Uh, just one behind Jay, so you are not winning. Nagby's a good choice, man. Nagby, yeah, yeah, that is good. I don't really want him here. If I would have thought about that first, I probably would have said that. Oh, if it's a tie, we can look at that. Please, no ties. Just just finish me off. (laughs) How much is he? 11 points. I haven't got 11 points ever. Yeah, 11 points needed for Slamo here to tie Jay. 12 to win. Can he do it? Slamo, your 30 seconds. Slamo, your 30 seconds for this final question starts now. I'm going to go obvious with Will Johnson because he's the box-to-box midfielder that would open up the whole midfield for us and create a whole different level of attack that we haven't had this year. I think the jokes alone on the podcast would be hysterical. He could fill all sorts of holes and he would, uh, you know, stop a lot of cracks and probably, you know, you got Big Willie out there running around and Pedro spraying his balls all over the place. It would be endless entertainment. It could be the greatest season in the history of MLS. Uh, but seriously, I think Will Johnson would make the team that much better. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jay. He, t- he pushed the right button. Yeah. That was the one. I thought you guys were both going to say that. Uh, I grew up watching carry-on films, which if no one knows what they are, they're just full of double entendres. And double what? Double entendres. He's Will Johnson. Come on. 13 points. As much as I hate the guy, 13 points takes Slavo. Maybe 13 points for Slavo. We have a winner. So the final scores in third place with 74 points. Zachary Meisenheimer. 74, baby. At Zachary AM on Twitter. Runner up. Yeah, perennial bridesmaid. Never a bride. He's the player. 75 points. <laughs> J underscore Duke on Twitter. And the winner with 77 points. And the winner of this 2016 Mars Bar and 1974 Scorcher Annual, which you'll like when you see it. Oh, thank you. Okay. It's got little cartoons about kids playing football and awesome. pictures of Billy Bremner and 1974. Year, year of the Caps being formed. <laughs> um, yeah, you'll love it. It's Slamo at SS Slamo on Twitter. Congratulations and thanks for playing, guys. And thanks to everyone for listening to this special New Year's Day edition of 30 Seconds to Mars. The censored version. (laughs) Yep, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. Find our co host Steve Pander on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat. Read all our stuff on AFTN.ca. We'll be back soon with a couple more special podcasts to get you ramped up for the season ahead. So until next time, thanks for listening. Take care and mom the caps. When you're listening in some far-flung corner of the globe to the world service of a Saturday afternoon, freckly reception, interference, cosy, marvellous. Somehow comforting, isn't it? You know, legendary names, fathers and sons on the terraces, Cheesy peas at half time, pipe for dad, mum's at home making the tea. Ah, oh, everything's all right with the world, isn't it? Saturday afternoon is football. Hmm?
Yep.